soaring to new heights and speeding away with bases. Everything this week on the Indie Ball Report podcast. Back again, episode number 232 of the Indie Ball Report podcast, the only show that sounds like a zillion bucks on the track. Like, I was going to try and keep up with the whole theme of Ryan progressively trying to escape the property from which I'm on, but at this point, there's nowhere else to go but actual escape. So, yeah, he's back again, by the way. At this point, he's basically, uh, I mean, he is a co-host at this point, so I should really probably remove the guest tag from uh, the show notes. Put it on my LinkedIn, baby. <laughs> I really hope you're not that desperate to fill out the LinkedIn, that this is what gets tossed on there, because I'm that desperate, but I'd hope you're not. How do you put watches a lot of baseball and cries a bunch on a LinkedIn? What's the fancy way to say that, do you think? Um, managing editor of and director of creative content. Comma, empath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under specialty We're skills, it's coping. Yeah. Uh, just uh, not the vibes are not good. <laughs> yeah. What are your time management skills like? Yes. In podcast form, not great. In podcast form, uh, phone calls, like general work. I mean, like like everything in this world, it's a work in progress. That's one way to sell that. Yeah. But in any case, we got stuff we could talk about this week. We have just like a couple of picky news things, an actual contract being purchased. We haven't had one of those in like two weeks. And uh, then we have a series preview and a game kind of thing. So we'll try not to run this thing out too long. We've already spent like two hours not doing this show that we should have spent doing this show. But hey, that's to be expected at this point. I thought it was enlightening and reinforced the, the uh, previous conversation we had, which is we really need to get the live streaming going because I think it would do well. Or it wouldn't, but at least, you know, it would be there. I would be like, I mean, I'd be, I mean, our podcast is done for the night and I would be, oh, probably watching Pioneer League Baseball and probably texting you about it. So really just the same thing. So not like my time's that valuable, but still, you know, the box would be checked at least. Exactly. At least we get some content out of it and I'm about to go check the score to see exactly which game you tell me about, which is also going to give you a great bookmark for when we recorded this. Yeah, like you tell me, like, take a look at the billing score right now. It's a, basically a uh, preseason NFL Ooh, game. Lord. Yep. Glacier's much better. Wow. Yeah, Glacier showed up tonight. And you know what's funny? We start we started this phone call by me talking bad about Boise and currently they're up on Missoula. Yeah, man. The, the disrespect to Boise did not make any sense. Yeah, I do. I know Falls who's down by nine, that's on brand. <laughs> Even Great Falls too, but yeah. Which Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't the the teams in that league can be confusing. Well, um Let's keep on track. I don't know. We don't need to get into it now, but I got plenty of thoughts on it. Like the fact that like Glacier's hot trash right now, but they're like technically winning the wild card by almost a week because like they're they were so good in the first half. Like that's confusing as hell. Don't you love the half system that always comes up with the best teams to make the postseason and never has any sort of controversy or negativity around it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, I don't like it. I like. Hmm. 
No, don't get me started on this right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. I was okay. like, uh, no, I just can't. I can't go into that right now. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Nope, 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 nope. All nope, right. Well, nope. then we'll move off the Pioneer League. Like with- this Great Falls situation. There we go. Great Falls. Now we're doing it. See what you did? Great Falls. Like they're in second in the division right now. Like they're playing pretty well. They're playing good ball. They're like okay, yeah. a few games behind Missoula because, of course, but they're also like 75 games out of the wild card because it's the overall standings and it's a totally different team. Just like be one or the other. I hate it. I don't know. God. So we'll, we'll move from the Pioneer League with one final thought of, I feel like there's some sort of uh, promotional possibility with the fact that there is soul in Missoula. Like, I feel like you could do something with that. Think it's a big jazz community out there. I don't know, but I feel like maybe you can make it work. Like I just, you have a very attractive word in soul as part of your city name. So you could really make that part of your branding or at the very least a cool promotional night or event. Yeah. There's definitely one that's like heart and soul, Missoula, some for marketing campaign. We're really far off the rails right now already. Yeah. But that's to be expected here. Let's get back on the rails by talking about, uh, the blue crabs who are the sixth team in Atlantic league history to reach a thousand wins in their, uh, <clears throat> In their franchise's history, they defeated Spire City to get that win on the 15th. So, cool. Any thoughts on that? Nope, not really. Um, You play a lot of games, you win a lot of games. I mean, good for them. They have been, I guess, mostly good, right? Uh, A thousand wins in 15 years. I mean, do the math on it and, uh, you know. And, yeah, math. Let's put it like this. Under Cleburne, they've been very good. Or Clyburn, Sorry, was, com- under Clyburn. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Sorry, I got me thinking about Cleburne. Yeah, no, uh, I will definitely agree with that. There's definitely sort of um, chapters of their history, I guess would be the way to say it. But um, I'm just looking, I'm stalking them in the record book. But um, yeah, I wonder what their overall record is. Can't find that. You can continue on. I'll interject when it's completely irrelevant because that's what I do. Yeah. Also, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. They entered the season 950 and 947. Okay. So, so, yep, they're what now? Six games above five hundred overall. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Thousand and one wins compared I'm, to. I hope they celebrate the thousandth loss like a week later, just the same way though, like same energy, <gasps> like same graphic, even just like <laughs> I don't know. You know that would make me laugh. Between just the like two a of week us. later, just like also a thousand losses. Or is that, yeah, like, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm so sorry. These are the kind of promotional ideas, and just like with my put the soul in Missoula, that should get us the jobs the Missoula Paddleheads creative content manager. That is an open position right now. Well, see, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a sensitivity thing for me as a Phillies fan. Just we had the first professional sports team at 10,000 losses. I was mad because, like, um, when was it even? They, uh, There's 13,000 like, people subscribed to Missoula's newsletter. Well, I was, anyway, to my point, I'm just <laughs> mad that everybody talked about when the Phillies lost their 10,000th game. It was like the biggest thing ever, but then nobody talked about it when they won the 10,000th last year, but whatever. I guess because other teams have done that already that aren't as old as the Phillies and, frankly, have just always been better. Anyway, it's fine. It's not a lot of ongoing damage there as a Philadelphia sports fan. Everything's okay. So any event, really, yeah, I have to watch some of the worst baseball you've ever seen. But no, I think it's prepared my soul for some bad indie ball. So I think we're good, and we're good. And I'm going to kick it right back to you. Yeah. So really, what you've gathered <laughs> from the first ten minutes of this show 
is uh oh, God. Ryan's here full time. The word soul is in Missoula. Also, their creative content manager position is open, and something about the Phillies being a disgrace to baseball. So I just can't watch Kyle Schwarber play outfield anymore. I just can't do it. I just want to put an ice pick in my eye. I just can't. Is that so much to ask? Yes. Now, moving on, uh, there's been a lot of steals in baseball lately, which is like, state the obvious. Uh, Gateway set uh, the Frontier League record for his steals in a season. Brian Torres has set the single season uh, steals record, which I wrote saves for some reason in my notes, but it is in fact steals with 61 in the American Association. Uh, There's just been a lot of stolen bases this year and really last year too. Some of it rule-based, some of it may be, you know, quality of talent-based. Others may just be, that's baseball. Um, none of these guys play the outfield for the Phillies, though, so that's some reprieve, I think, for at least half of this show. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, any thoughts on an increase in stolen bases? Um, no. Well, hold on. Yeah, I do. It's I don't know if it's exactly what you might want to here but like nothing um, on this show is really what i want to hear but excellent. it's here anyway what, what a platform for me to find um <laughs> so uh tightens my tie and prepares to say something stupid um oh. i would say when it, when it comes to the american association steals right yeah. um i'm not necessarily on board with the fact that there's been like well i guess they, they already have more steals than they had last year so like yeah. they do have more steals but i also see i mean uh, that is, I think, its own phenomenon. Yeah. But they're not playing the same rules that the Atlantic League is. It kind of drove me up a wall. I had a sassy tweet all drafted up. I ended up shortening and doing just a normal sassy tweet about it. But like, when the Atlantic League like, put out a whole article, and they never do articles, an article about how like these rule changes, these experimental rule changes, have brought more stolen bases this year. And I'm oh, like, first of all, I don't think you've had as big a jump as the American Association. You might have, but like, it's close. And they posted it and like in my head i'm like yeah unlike the american association you guys have made it like really hard to pick people off you have the single step off rule and they're like flaunting you know oh look how many steals there now are when we made it very hard to prevent steals it's like yeah like the obvious result was the obvious result congratulations it just bothered me i was like what are we talking about here i I hate bragging like you did something and they do that with the rules all the time i don't know you might remember when there was the debate over i think it was the shift rule which was dumb in the first place because it doesn't shift and basically they were like it's going to be like a better baseball product and a bunch of people were like grumbling about it and then all of a sudden the league was like proudly posting about how like it's very similar like there was like limited difference like that was the thing like to legitimize the league they were like see it barely changed anything i'm like then why do we do it like it, it, their messaging on the rule thing always confuses me and, and it, like actually more than i should because it's like I, I think it's just disingenuous when it comes to like the purpose of what they're actually doing like with the experimental rules it's like are you trying to change things you're trying to say that the game's the same and like are you just going to brag when you know the stolen bases are up because you made it really hard to prevent steals it just ugh. Drives me nuts. Shout out to the American Association for having some exciting baseball right now. Not the Atlantic League doesn't, just yeah. their strategy bothers me. Sorry. Well, you got I mean, me on that whole thing on that one. But look, you know, nothing from like the past 
10 of these episodes has really been what I expected. So really, this is just keeping with the trend. More than that, though, we also know what the messaging is. It is whatever talking points, whomever is running the greater league communications for the league at any given year has received from the major league office in New York. That is what their talking point and message point is. Uh, more to the overall point, yeah, a, a lot of these rules are kind of dumb. Um, and it is kind of funny that they're bragging about the rule not being as effective as just doing nothing, which is kind of funny uh, when you really look at it all. But uh, yeah, no, it just a lot of stolen bases. I just find it kind of odd that like all of this hit at like kind of a similar time and quietly... Jarius Richards also has uh, like 60 stolen bases, and he's like 11 off of the Frontier League single-season record. Yeah, man. And I wonder, too, I mean, if we're actually talking about the trends, I mean, steals are, be- I think, Is pitcher back in the consciousness as a weapon. What's up? I wonder if pitcher talent's part of it, too. Because, like, we know pitching's always been tough, but, like, post-pandemic, it's been real tough. And so if you have mm-hmm. a bunch of younger pitchers, First guys that have, you know, been around pro ball for a minute and still have the wheels. Like, you have a guy that knows how to steal bases on a professional level versus a dude that's just starting his professional career on the mound. If you don't have a really solid catcher backing you up there, which even if you do, that doesn't always matter, it's a lot easier to get a bigger jump and get down there. Especially if you know, like, okay, this catcher's not that great of a fielder. He's not bad, but he's not great either. I could go ahead and I could steal. And like in the, in this particular case, there's a lot of four steal games, three steal games. You're not doing that unless there's a weak pitching staff and a weak catcher behind the plate. Yeah. Like you're not even worried and like they can know you're going to go and you're going. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely something. Else. I think it's, um, I, I have like a bunch of different possibilities and it's probably a mix of all of them. I do think, um, guys uh, so like at the youngest levels i've seen baseball recently like and i'm talking like little league and like our middle school ish like okay. i don't know and it could be just me misremembering but it, it does feel like they're more aggressive on the base paths than uh i remember it being and like more just like yeah steal some bags type of vibe and i don't know where that's coming from but maybe we're starting to see some of that impact the other thought would be i think we're getting maybe some more fast guys down here where um, you know, contact and like being able to beat out uh, a ball on the ground, all that has been, you know, em- emphasized in the past. And now power is being emphasized. Like if you're going to let a guy go from your system and it's one guy who has struggles, like occasionally with contact and doesn't have much pop, but he's fast and he can you know, make something happen on the bases or a guy with some pop. Usually teams seem to be fading toward guys with some pop these days. Yeah. Um, so maybe with just more fast guys ending up in any ball, I think, there's a, not talked about too much, but I think there is a catching shortage. I mean, you very rarely see a guy get dropped from indie ball catching and not immediately get scooped again. Um, and then uh, the other thing, pitching. I think uh, the pickoff is definitely a lost art. I mean, that's been talked for years. And um, yeah, I think it, there's a lot of things. And I think, you know, being a, if it's more fast guys, worse catchers behind the plate at the same time that, like, you know, Healing is maybe creeping into consciousness of some people more and pitchers can't do much to pick them off. Well, I think that might be the result, a combination, but I don't know. Or maybe it could be completely wrong. I'm not out there. Uh, if I'm honest, like I bet there's a couple guys we could ask and they'd tell us straight up what it is. I might actually screw it. DMing Johnny Turbo. 
Continue on. All right. Which I was going to say, the real important thing to gather from that segment was that you're not watching um, middle school age children play baseball. Uh, that'd be kind of, you know, you just show up there like, yep, I'm just scouting. Don't worry about me. But um, look, man, when the rosters get tight in August and you're on a bus trip and you need to find someone and just get a couple ABs off the bench and cover the weekend, I'm your guy, bro. I know, I, I know where to find anybody. I got this. Yeah, it's just, in, I don't even remember where we left off at, so. Anyhow. Yeah, we're just talking about, like, steals and why yeah. they're up. Um, you know, uh, there's definitely got to be, I think it's a combination of those things. That would just be my best guess to it. But, yeah. Um, do you have anything else on the stolen base thing? No. Okay, excellent, because I have something for you. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. I have... Uh, the other 1,000 uh, win franchises in Atlantic League history. Um, Can I guess them? Yes, go for it. Long Island? Yep. Somerset? Yep. See, I want to say Bridgeport because I know they were good for a little bit, but I just don't know if they like got close and didn't quite cross over. I'm going to say Bridgeport, but I'm not confident in them. Yes, in fact, they were the fastest to reach uh, oh, right. thousand wins. What's bad is I wrote an article on Bridgeport too, so I should have known that. But hey, hmm. we'll take it. So that's four. So I'm missing two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Are they still active? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Okay. So and they are. Yeah. Anyway, I have a follow up fact on it, but okay. continue. Yeah. Okay, but they're both still active. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that would. I mean, like, I had to guess York, Lancaster, probably. Yep, York. York, not Lancaster, though. Oh, I thought you said Lancaster, my bad. You know, I hadn't said them yet, but I went York and Lancaster uh, right there. So York and Lancaster, yes, those are the other two. All right, awesome. So here's the weird one I'm noticing while I'm looking, is oh. the teams that they've done it against, like, won the thousandth game. Yeah. They're all, like, until Spire City ruined it, they're all, like, um, in that thousand-win circle. York got it over Lancaster, who then, who they also now have a thousand wins. Uh, Lancaster got it over Somerset. Long Island also got it over Somerset. Somerset got it over Southern Maryland. Bridgeport got it over York. So Spire City really ruined everything. Unless that just means they are now destined for a thousand wins. Someone get Minikazi on the horn. He's got to step his game up. Because right now. Here's the. Yeah. Here's the bonus thing, which I'm a little weird out that this maybe. I don't remember this being a bigger deal last year. Do you remember what York's record was when they got their thousandth win going into that game? No, but I feel like you could, it's going to be something weird, like five hundred or something. It was nine ninety nine and nine ninety nine. So that game was either going to be their thousandth win or their thousandth loss. Could have been rained out too. Some days you, some days you win, some days you lose, some days it rains, baby. For all we know. Major League Baseball could have made the phone call and said, we want to try ties, so you're going to do ties now. Yeah, right. And move that mound back a few feet, baby. A few feet? I'm thinking a full yard. <laughs> yeah, man. I was using a shot put now. Yeah, I should just have a pitch from second base. Why do we need a mound? Let us <laughs> anyone, no pickoffs. Uh, even better yet, what we're going to do is we're actually just going to put a Talos Hill in every ballpark, and they're going to pitch off of that. We'll say, um, I don't think he's there anymore. Maybe he is. Uh, but the guy who was grounds, the head of the grounds crew in Lexington, uh, he was, I believe, 
either had or involved in some major way with Houston's field. And he, yeah, he worked on the hill. Oh, I love the hill. I know. I like it too. I like as many as many quirks as possible in baseball, which you know is unsurprising talking to the indie ball guys. Yeah, it had a character, and I like mm-hmm. that. Just like I like how you could hit a home run into Monument Park for the Yankees. Like, oh I, yeah, chaos. I like the thought that Mickey Mantle could just eat one at any given moment. Straight shot right to the teeth. Exactly, the All American boy. In any case, yeah, let's get to the the one loan contract purchase. It's out of Missoula. It is Zach Penrod. Uh, he got picked up by the Red Sox. He is in high A. I believe it's Greenville. Uh, four and one with a 298 ERA in 54 and a third inning, 65 strikeouts and 32 walks in that time. I don't think we really have much to say other than glad to see it, love to see it, good for him. Twitter makes it hard for me to do my love to see it post because I can't go back and backtrack it. And then I got to go into my book and count how many times I sent that tweet. And uh, that's just kind of inconvenient. So I wish I could search my tweets again. Yeah, I mean, I hope he gets a legit shot and, you know, just like kind of use him to take weight off of, you know, prospects. Um, He's what 26. What did he say he was going to? What level? High A, 26. High A, 26. Ooh, it could be an innings eater. But, I mean, also you could throw him in there just to see how it goes in one, get a feel. But, um, yeah, I mean, he does uh, strike guys out, man. Yeah. He does strike them out. You're right. Controls an issue, but I... I've sort of given some leeway on pitchers, uh, especially on the pioneer on the control thing, because well, some yeah have legit control issues. I do think the way balls fly sometimes in the pioneer league, there's games where you just have to live on the corner and hope that like you can survive maybe walking one or two guys more than you might just to not let a guy square one up. Cause it could really go. Um, I, I don't have hard evidence on that or then like a few conversations with different pitchers over there. But like, that does seem to be a thought process of like, yeah, you just like, kind of have to be okay doing what you have to do to miss a few extra barrels if you're wanting to be successful. And uh, so that's why I'm um, mentioning he had 5.3 walks per nine uh, and that's high. <laughs> that yeah. would be elevated. Um, but I, like the altitude. I do wonder. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it was lower than that when he was in rookie ball and summer ball. I mean, he had control issues in college, but like now we're going back to like 2018. So I don't even think it's really worth looking at, but um, yeah, I mean, it's been fairly consistent outside of like a five inning stretch last year with Billings. It's just been around five walks per nine. So I don't know. I, I think maybe it's just how you survive in the Pioneer League without getting completely teed off on constantly. He's only giving up six point because and to that point, like six point five hits per nine, crazy, by the way, but still one point three home runs per nine, which is like a lot for six point five hits per nine. <laughs> like you're only giving up six and a half hits per nine innings, but like one in four of them are a home run. It feels like one in five maybe. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, one in five is a home run. Okay. You're playing the slots every time. You just don't know what's going to happen. You pull that handle. But Yeah, bro. If one out of every five hits against me is a home run, I'd probably get a little nitpicky on the zone, too. So, realistically, though, I only have one other thing to add from this, which is this whole conversation has made me think of something, which is in the offseason, we're going to have a fun time discussing how would you build a ballpark if you were getting a team in X League? Because that's going to be a fun discussion to have. Because, like, we both really like wraparound concourses. But if you're yeah. in the Pioneer League, to give your pitchers a shot, you almost feel like, okay, either this ballpark's going to be very deep, which not great for your hitters, and also for the fact you need the land to build it deep. So then the next counter is, okay, well, we could put up a giant wall 
And it's like, well, that kind of hurts the 360 concourse if you have a giant wall for a third of your outfield. Um, unless you want to put like concessions or bathrooms or something behind the wall. I mean, you could do that. Yeah, but, like, it does depend on how you do it. There's a way to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I was thinking of like the right field corner at Camden Yards. Mm, true. But the other thing is you can't see the field from back a little way. So you have to get creative how you want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that could be a fun episode when we get into December. I'm about it. So, that's what you'll have. Yeah. Any case, uh, on to actual baseball talk for possibly the first time this week and possibly the only time this week. We really don't know. Yay. No one really knows what's going to happen next, uh, least of all us. But we do know one thing, and that's that we're going to be previewing the Blue Cramps Fairy Hawk series, which is honestly something I don't think either one of us really saw coming, even as nope. of two days ago, because the Fairy Hawks have made things competitive. Um, this is a series going to be August 22nd through 24th, if I have my dates correct. Uh, both teams are, as of right now, tied for first place in the North, and they need a divisional title to make the playoffs. I believe they could be a wildcard team, but assuming that High Point holds on to that lead in the South and Gastonia would take the wild card, which I don't think is too large of an assumption to make, at least at the, as of this point. Uh, they're going to need this divisional title for both sides there. Uh, originally, everyone was... He, uh, originally, when I wrote out these notes, two games separated first from last. However, now that has gone to three games. Either way, though, it is still extremely tight and extremely close in the Atlantic League north there so something to watch out for no doubt uh there so uh hard fought tight series upcoming let's take a deeper look at these two teams uh Southern Maryland traveling to the Ferry Hawks for what that is worth yeah um I mean I think talking the the main strike point is Staten Island I mean this has been something that we've talked about in the past but like you know, could they be legit? Um, there were signs, you know, uh, of life. I mean, <laughs> they, when they started last year, winning one game a series was good. And then they started threatening at the end of the year occasionally to like win a second and then kind of fell apart. This year, they kind of came out at that baseline of winning a game a series and trying to threaten to win a, a second one. Um, but for the most part, I mean, we had a whole conversation on here about they just, we know weren't winning series. I think they'd won like two series last year. And I think they'd won one or two by like end of mid June, end of June this year. And now I think they won three or four in a row. So yeah, there's something clicking, man. Homer Bush might just be a dude. Um, he might be on something down there, up there, wherever the hell I am. Uh, for me, it's just out to the East. So out East is what we're going to go with, which is a weird thing to say when you live in New Jersey. Yeah. If you go yeah, out right? East. Yeah. Because really, east is the ocean and then Europe. So, uh, but, you know, I think that's partially the case too. I think overall, it's a team that took a little bit of time to get its footing. I know I've been saying like for the past month or so, I don't think they're going to do anything this year. But next year, I really look for them to, you know, be a possible playoff team. It looks like they kind of bumped up that timeline. I mean, they're a team that's what, 10 and 5 in August so far, which, you know, all things considered would be a fairly good record statistically they're not overwhelming really in any area i mean they're pretty poor pitching team when you get down to it here we have nearly six on the year now grant you you know that includes the first and second half to this point and i mean the whip is pretty bad too but they're winning games and the thing is and you pointed out before we topped on and actually started recording is 
they're beating good teams. That's the thing. They're not kicking the crap out of like Lexington and Charleston and teams like that. They're beating up High Point. They're taking on York and handling them. They swept uh, Southern Maryland earlier this month too, actually. So, you know, overall, they're beating quality opponents, which, you know, is is a hallmark of a good team. I mean, they've got the longest, well, tied for the longest winning streak in the Atlantic League at the moment. So, I hesitate to call them legitimate, but like they're a solid team, no doubt about that. It's definitely a surprise team too. Yeah, um, yeah. As he said, they haven't been beating good teams. I mean, they just took three out of four, including three in a row from Charleston, which that's less impressive. But before that, they swept Southern Maryland in three. They took two out of three to High Point. Um, they took two out of three from Lancaster. They then dropped two out of three to York, but. Um, yeah, and then before that, they took two three against Lancaster again. <laughs> like uh, that's that's pretty damn impressive. So, um, yeah, uh, there's definitely something to it. And it used to again be like I always look for a team that beats the teams they should beat, uh, and then anything else is a bonus. And I think they're at that point where they're consistently being teams they need to. I mean, they've um, I think they've cleaned up on Lexington pretty well this year. Yeah, I'm just checking through their schedule, but yeah, I mean, you did know note that like their stats don't really stand out but also i mean the beginning of the year was not pretty right i mean yeah let's be honest so they've won one through five six seven eight nine ten eleven out of fourteen right but then even if we take that out what's the record it's 30 and 42 before that so yeah i mean yeah you know you're including a lot of time where they they did suck pretty bad and but this does i mean you know it's easiest I guess it sounds cliche, but it does seem like a new team in many ways. Like they're, uh, it's probably one of those things where it's, they've just been adding pieces and kind of fine-tuning some things, getting the mix they want, and you know, maybe part of it's Homer Bush kind of getting his vibe too of how things are going to go and how he likes to run that clubhouse. But I don't know, man. He, um, they've definitely got something cooking right now. I'm just looking. Yeah, they're, they're which, kind of delivering in many ways. Which also goes back to what we said earlier about the half system here. While there's many things to dislike about it, I mean. No denying at least this, that it's certainly helping uh, Staten Island now, which I hate to go quiet on you for a minute here, but um, I'm looking at the transaction list and I see Andre Scrub is back with Southern Maryland now. And yeah, there you go. Did you see who got activated for uh, Staten Island? No. Brandon Pugh got activated. Ah, okay. Yeah. Also, Ryan Hogg got placed on the reserve list for Southern Maryland, too. So, Interesting. Yeah. I'll resist the the mention of Brandon Phillips getting signed by New Jersey, by the way. Yeah, I'm just assuming that's because he has a bobblehead night there coming up. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, it's very likely because they wanted him on the uh, eligible for the playoff roster. Uh, that would help, too. Hey, man, his softball team just won the championship, so, you know, he's got the mojo going. He's like, damn, I could get another one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says a resume. That's what he needs to top off a Hall of Fame career as a Frontier League championship. Yo, he's eligible next year, man. He's still got time to get that resume cooking. He's got to make sure he gets that 5% on the ballot. I think he'll get the 5%. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Him and Chase, I think it actually hurts him having Chase on there. Well, see, I, I don't think you could possibly vote for uh, for that uh, ne'er do well. For the record, 
Yeah. Um, the over the last 14 games, Staten Island has allowed just 60 runs. So that's about four games. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not terrible. I mean, you can win games like that. That's not a problem. For sure. I mean, yeah, they had one game where they kind of got lit up, uh, guilt nine to high point. Oh, well, that's high point. That Gotta, yeah, yeah, and but then they backed up with a fourteen four win and a thirteen three win. So like yeah. after it. They had a couple of shutouts in the streak. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Interesting. Very interesting here. Uh Southern Maryland perspective here. Uh th- any deeper thought on that or um I think that team, like you mentioned, is starting to come back together a little bit. Um they, yeah, I mean they're you know, they they are who they are. It sounds dumb, but like they are very much the prototypical Southern Maryland team again, which is kind of funny that they end up that way, uh, despite, you know, that new faces, more far more roster trend this season than we've seen past years. But yeah. we keep ending up with kind of the same result here, you know, like middle of the pack, below average offensively, but like they still have some pitchers just finding dudes to get it done. It's kind of wild. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at like the guys who've been getting it done. And it's just like, yeah, it, it's the same vibe as always. Like, um, you got um, Liam O'Sullivan's over there. Distant. Like you got Hobson, and he's like hitting not nearly as well as they need, but he seems like he keeps getting like random hits when they need it. And you're like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, Braxton Lee. Braxton Lee is a great ad, man. Boy, he done great. Uh, Khalil um, Lee too, for that matter. Khalil, I love the two Lees. Chaos. Yeah, show. one being the guy that's um, been there for a while that you just called a great ad. The other one being the new one that got released from the Mets. Uh, well, I was just thinking the like because how like Braxton Lee like since last year, I feel like every time I look at a box score, it's got a hit. Fair, fair. That is that a reason why he got made a, a player coach so they could pay him a little bit more so that way he would stay. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I was a little. I, I didn't even do some follow up on that one. I meant to, but yeah. um, the other one that I noticed with just Southern Maryland is like, sorry, I, I hate just the Atlantic League's box scores, but I'm trying to eye it up like what they're benches looking like most days but i guess that's just something i'm not allowed to do anymore um in conclusion <laughs> um i mean it, it's southern maryland to the t like the back end of their lineup has holes in it um the honestly the one through five is good that's kind of how they've found ways to operate uh but whether you know southern maryland does that thing where they get close to the playoffs or they get in the playoffs and they have trouble and it's because they go against in like big games where every fat counts and they don't have you know, as much of a complete lineup out there getting it done. I feel like they are in danger of that again. Um, I mean, that's to be real. Yeah. I just, their offense still is not doing anything that special. So, yeah, they discussed that. I mean, easier for me to say also they scored 12 runs tonight, but that was on Spire City. So it's tough to tell. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Southern Maryland always makes me a little bit confused because you want to be, they're Southern Maryland. Like they're so close all the time. Like I want to go for it. But then they have so many things that don't inspire confidence. But then they keep winning. So I don't know. I mean, for me, they're just a regular season kind of team. They get by. But then when it starts to get to the point where you can't afford to make mistakes in, you know, half the games, and then it's like, okay, now we're starting to see the real team. It's becoming more and more evident. So, Rich. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, I feel like I was underwhelmed by them in that statement. I'm, I'm not. I think they're a good team. I think they have a shot at the playoffs. Obviously, they're tied for first right now. Uh, I just don't necessarily see them making moves. I, I feel 
I almost don't want them to go to the playoffs because I don't want to watch them lose in the playoffs again. I feel like that's going to happen. I just I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad about to it. To be fair, they're also normally either first, last team in or first team out. That's kind of their MO. True. Well, yeah, you're right. So they're not really avoiding that fate this year unless they collapse. True. Which now means they're going to the final. Um, anywho, just a couple other interesting points on the roster, and these are totally non-baseball related. One, they have a dude that was born on Halloween. Love a friend. And another dude who me and him are separated birthday-wise by nearly one year exactly. It's very exciting. Yeah. Happy to hear that for you. Yeah. He was born on the first day of 97. I was born on the last day of 97. So, kind of interesting there. Go, Jock. Yeah. So, okay. Just kind of an interesting little tidbit there. I'm going to quickly check to see if Staten Island has another one like that. I don't really have any baseball kind of anything to add here. You see, the problem is being behind that flow sports paywall really hurts my ability to be able to judge the actual baseball being played. Oh, I mean... It's not going to stop me, though. Christ knows it won't (laughs) stop me. Yeah, well, uh, I'll say this for them too like because i i it, that was a reminder that i am the one who's seen more of their games so i should talk more but yeah. um yeah I, I would say too they got a weird it's not the same like you remember like you typically fear that bullpen yeah and, and their bullpen is handling well but i still like it you know they got jim fuller who's had weird moments throughout this year where he's just gotten murked but then like yeah. tonight struck out the side and he'll he has those outings um but once again, they fall into this thing like they just need long outings from pitchers to like get to a couple good arms in the pen. And I just, I'm less confident in this starting rotation than other rotations they've had. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Which, a, interesting thing here, just looking at um, this lineup for the uh, Fairy Hawks, it's not that old of a lineup. Oh, no. Like, yeah. it's, a f- it's, a, it's definitely a young crew. I mean, like, yeah, oh, um, like I'm gonna flatter my own self by saying there's a lot of 97 birthdays here, so they're all still young, and um, I also see a decent amount of, like 2000s, 99s, which also at the same time makes me feel old. But yeah, like I'm not old, so kind of interesting thing there. But yeah, it's a younger team, so I almost wonder if that's part of the reason it took them a little bit longer to get going because they were more or less making the adjustment, getting into things here, and now we're kind of. Well, at this point, you are settled into the year. So now it's more just going about it, getting business done. So I will say to, um, okay, first of all, they do have the youngest pitching staff so far in the league by their average age is 27.3. That would also explain a lot of their problems. Yeah. 26.8. Now, um, uh, so it, it kind of struck me, and you, you saying they're young reminded me. We really lack confidence in this team in the offseason because every sign they had was like some rando, bro. It was like yeah. no one, like very few of the Langley experience, and the guys they had a Langley experience were like they traded for with the Langley guys. Or like, they were shelled last like, year, too. There was a couple like that. Yeah. Or they were like signed, or they were like signed D2 guys, which is usually another one with D2 guys, obviously, but like that's your like spring training signing that's your mid-season signing it's not you're like we have six dudes on the roster locked in right now signing and like we've three months until camp like it was just odd and like i felt like you know maybe i'm not exactly remembering exactly the dates and who was signed but like 
we looked at each other, we're like, what are they doing? I talked yeah. to a couple of people around the league who were a little confused, but you know, the roster churn they've had is crazy this year. It kind of speaks to they definitely have leaned in toward like, you know, yeah, we're gonna, you know, basically make moves until we have the roster we want. They've sent so like Southern Maryland, so we're looking at twenty five batters for Southern Maryland this season. They've had thirty nine batters for Staten Island this year. Huh. That's a lot, boys. Yeah. It's, it's like, interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Like Lexington's at 37, and they've obviously got a bunch of roster churn for reasons. Mm. But, crazy. Yeah. That's so many batters. Damn. But, yeah, it's interesting going over there, having them run like that, so. Fairhawks are an interesting team to watch. Plus, now they get Spire City, too. So, Yeah, man. Good time to stay hot. Spire City just got smacked in the mouth of the Blue Crabs. Yep. Oh, and Southern Maryland has a Lancaster uh, series here. Oh, we're going to learn about them. Time to, we're, good news is we could walk away with only two teams tied here. We have to, right? Unless there's a ramp. Yeah, I suppose... Well, I mean, in theory, Stan Island could lose some games, and then obviously one of Lancaster or Southern Maryland would lose a game, which then would put someone in sole possession. Very true. So there is that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, on that note, um, I think we could probably wrap up the whole series preview bit so that way we could go into uh, either the game segment or get the props and stuff out of the way and then go into the game thing. So any other thoughts on the series? Uh, no, not really. Um, it is crazy. Like this is sort of just a general thought for people who are looking at like, you know, it's a three way tie for the playoffs. Like, why are we not making a bigger deal of this? It is crazy how long the Atlantic league season is. And maybe yeah. now covering four, four leagues is just blowing my mind a little bit, like doing standings, which has got some new, new graphic stuff going on. So that's fun. But very like, fancy graphics like, too. <laughs> part of it's like looking at like the uh, the standings updates and like you know like Quebec you know they're in a, a damn near tie at the top of their you know Frontier League standings and their elimination number is like their magic number 17 and you're looking at magic numbers like 30 something in the Atlantic League and it's like damn dude they have so long to go I mean, we're looking at two two and a half weeks in the American and Frontier League and we're looking at like yeah it's like an extra 26 well, games or actually in the case yeah, of the, in the case of Frontier I think it's 30 games yeah, you're right. It is 30 games. Exactly, yeah. I think. Like, yeah, 96 boy. to uh, 126. Yeah, and it just it occurs to you when you're like, damn, they're finishing a lot sooner. And you remember they also started a couple weeks earlier, like a couple full weeks. Like, Jesus, you might have to grind. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, because they play into October. It's, like, it's wild. I want to it's like a good thing because it gives you something else to cover. Like once everybody else wraps up. But like on the flip side, like, this is a long season, man. Yeah, bro. It is. It is like crazy to think about how long that year is. And like, it's such a grind. Like, for, I mean, it's. And it's not as long. I guess it's what, like two weeks shorter, essentially, than minor league ball. Yeah. But just such a long grind, like bus trips, the, the roster grind for like management in the front office. Like, you know, minor league is a different situation. You're not finding your own players. You're going to send from up top and like. Damn, dude, that's just a lot of days. That's a lot of bus rides, scrolling boxers and baseball reference, trying to figure out who's 
good and possibly available. Yeah, definitely. So on that note, let's just get the props and crystal ball bit out of the way. So uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, Jerry's Richards. He's at 60 current stolen bases as long as he didn't steal any tonight, which who knows? He steals a lot of bases. Uh, first of these predictions or crystal balls here is that we know he's going to set the, the record. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. He's got like about 17 or so games to get 11. Uh, that, that's doable, certainly. I think he gets to 80. That's 20 stolen bases, about one a game. Hmm. It's a is little that, ambitious. Are you asking me? I'm just saying, I want to hear, get your feedback on it. If you think that's an outrageous number or not. Hmm. It's a little ambitious. Um. 75, yeah. 75, I feel like, would have been like... I feel, feel like, comfortable with 75. Yeah. I feel like he can but, get 80. I feel like he has at least one more four stolen base night in him. I feel like you've been a little bit better tracking his progress than I have. I mean, he's been kind of getting them in bunches, right? Yes and no. I mean, like, the last, like, 10 games, he has 11 of them. So... No, yeah. That, yeah. So, like, he had a four, he had a two, he had a one, and then he had a four. Hmm. Now, occasionally go a night without stealing one. He may even go like a series without a stolen base, but then he answers it back by having like five the next series. So it's like, okay. So I guess kind yeah. of bunches, but like it's still fairly consistent. I mean, you steal 60 in like, what, 70 games? 80, yeah, 80 games. Yeah, we've got 76-ish games now we're looking at. He would have, yeah, let's see. He'd have 16 games left to steal... I think still 20, but let me, I'll get a confirmation on that in one second. No, he's at 61. Now he's still one tonight. Huh. So he'd need 19 so, and 16. 19. It's doable. Is it 96 game season? Yep. 96 game season. So, oh yeah, right. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm yeah, getting that math off of how many games say, he's played, not how many games Gateway's played. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. For what it's worth, I think, he's I think 80 is too much. Yeah, All right. I think seventy-five could even be close, but I think he gets. I think his, you know, you start going for it. You know, and normally when he steals one, he can steal at least two or two or more. I mean, like he has a he's, lot. Yeah, of if I wanted to deep dive it, I'd look at what catchers he has coming up and like who he's been victimizing this year in those steals. So if anybody has some fun with that, go for it. For what it's worth, he has three at Lake Erie. Then three at home against Windy City, three on the road at Schaumburg, three at, or four at home against Evansville, and then the last series of the year is at home against Lake Erie. Hmm. Four stolen base games have come across against Florence, Joliet. Um, he had three against Sussex, two against Empire State, three against Three Rivers, two against Florence, two against Evansville, two, four yet against New Jersey. That was across the series, though. Um, there was a stretch there where he stole a base in, like, seven of ten games. A <laughs> base or more. Yeah, he, he does swipe them off of Lake Erie. Not as frequently, but yeah. Took some off of Windy City. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, though, he steals against everyone. Like, there's no, like, one team worse than others. I mean, the bad teams he steals more off of, but, I mean, like, he plays in the West, so that's most of the teams. Cool. Am yeah. I wrong? 
Am I wrong? I, I guess not. Craig on Twitter thinks I was a little bit harsh on the West. That the East isn't as good because of the Grays. But the math doesn't bear it out. Or at least my basic rudimentary math doesn't bear it out. All right. Here we go. We got uh, worst teams on catching base dealers. Uh, worst one is Florence. Okay. That makes um, sense. Then the Jackals. Then it's Windy City. Okay. You got three guys. Oh. Yeah. Uh, now, Lake Erie is in the top half of the league on catching base dealers. Okay. That's um, not great. What about Evansville? And Schaumburg. Evansville's right in the middle. Okay, so that's fair enough. He could do that. And Schaumburg? Schaumburg is also right about middle, just above average. Okay, so no one's particularly great. No, he's not going against any of the top five, it looks like. It's doable. Yeah, the top six, so I'd say this, the top six are like definitively better at, with like a second jump up for the top four. And he is against Lake Erie, who's number six. But like he's not against really the top four, which are like kind of in a different league. Um, that's there's a there's a jump between still twenty three and twenty or, or catching twenty three and twenty seven percent when okay. he gets to the top four. Um, sorry if I drifted from the mic there a little bit. I was just yeah. my eyes have just completely quit on the Frontier League stat page. So, um, but yeah, honestly, I'm like I don't think I've ever looked at this corner of the stat page before. But here we are. Um, yeah, now. You know, I'm just trying to think. Oh, the Jackals only caught 15 dudes stealing this year. Fascinating. So that tells me you should be running on the Jackals like crazy. How about this one? New New York is the number one at catching base dealers. They've only had 53 attempts against them this year. They've got 20 of them. Who's a catcher? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that right now. That's a good question. Who is the catcher? Adventures. Um, oh, Joe DeLuca. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dog. Yeah, see, I forgot. I thought it was like Martelli still. Uh, yeah, you remember the guy from last year. They got him from Schaumburg. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's yeah, yeah. I don't, you see him um, on the roster still? I don't think he is. Carson's the backup. No, no, no. He's not even on the roster anymore. So I wonder what wound up happening there. I pro- he's probably on a team that I know he's on, and I just totally blanked on it. Oh, and they and have guests. To- yeah, well, no, I meant uh, getting about twenty three percent clip right now. Yeah. Not bad. Which also the Boulders have Gastonia, North Carolina native Dylan Smith on their team. There you go, the boy. Maybe he needs to make huh. a homecoming. Maybe he wants to be paid. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Matt McDermott oh used to God. be able to. He's from Little Falls, but unfortunately for him, uh, the Little Falls team is now in Patterson. So, not quite a homecoming from him. Although, seeing as he was born in the end of 98, the Jackals are older than he is. So, he his whole life was spent with the Jackals in his hometown. Um, I'm, I'm now, now I'm in deep on this. I'm catcher stats, so that's great. Ah, oh, God, I shouldn't have started this rabbit hole. But... I know, what have you done? And all I was uh, asking was, like, is he going to steal 80 bags or not? Uh, No, he's not going to get to 80. I mean, he had 75. Will he have drawn a hurt? I, I missed his... What happened there? Uh, I don't quite know. I haven't played in a week, but boy, did he... I'm going to try and fish you out of this rabbit hole. 34% clip on this cost dealings. All right. Let's, I'm going to try dog. and fish you out of this, this rabbit hole here real quick. Here. No. I like it in here. 
Uh, that's tough. I'm going to smoke you out. He's now going to put a hose down the rabbit hole here, and we're going to flood you out one way or the other. Back to the back to the basement. Again. <laughs> yeah, you're right back where you start. You're back into the insulation and the walls. Uh, any like the squirrels. Uh, any case, that could, candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually funny because we have a team that looks like they eat insulation. Because the next one up is that the Grays get 20 wins on the year. They're currently at 16. Well, now I think 17 because I think they uh, 16 or 17. I'm not sure what kind of the Boulder win from earlier today in that. Uh, 16. Yep, they they did include it. So, but they are three and seven in their last ten. They're they're kind of hot. Boys are hot. Don't yeah, let the Grays get hot. Sixteen to play. They're gonna have to win one and four down the stretch here. Who do they got on the schedule? Um, if they went out. They could have been a wild card team in the West. Oh my God! <laughs> insanity. My West slander will never end. Even though mathematically uh, it's the case. Sussex, New Jersey, Ottawa, New York, New Jersey. Ooh, right. They New ping Jersey, pong yeah. all around. Can I just point out, from August 11th, straight through August 24th, just New York, New Jersey. And like realistically, bad, just New Jersey. Like no, That's basically a homestand for them. And they did them dirty because then they got to go to Ottawa for three. And then they come right back down to play New Jersey and in Sussex County end the year, and they're all at Skylands. The last five are all at Skylands. Just have but them go to Ottawa to end the year. Because like after like late July, they only played in division. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, you're just describing how their entire schedule is, which is just New Jersey basically, and then like Canada. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I'm just saying, like, here's the thing. Like, at least throughout the year, it's like, okay. You know, they got to bounce around a lot, this part of it. At least reward these guys with like, okay, guys, to end the year, you're really not doing any road trips. You're getting an extended stay America for like three weeks and then going to Ottawa to end the year before we dismiss you. Like, at least do them that solid. Don't I drop, like, don't drop I mean, them yeah. with like, yeah, on a, after a Thursday night, seven o'clock game, you're going to go up to Ottawa for a 6.30 start. You're going to end on the 27th, not play again till the 30th, and then, you know, you can finish up in uh, Sussex County, New Jersey, and do whatever you want. Um, that's a tough drive, seven hours. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they did them dirty. Just have them end up there in Ottawa. To the point, though, I would say I do think they get to 20. Yeah, I think they got four wins on this roster. I'm not impressed by Ottawa. They just beat up Sussex. Um, I think they can get two or three from those six. I think they get two from those six. So I'm looking for two. Damn. But New Jersey kills them. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing. One. If New Jersey... New Jersey kills them. What happens is, how soon does New Jersey clinch, and do they have a shot at winning the division? That's it. And it's only two games... Both yeah. of them at Skylands. That changes things. Impressive right now, in my opinion. In fairness, one from there. we are not twelve hours removed from uh, seeing the Boulders lose to this team. Yeah, I'm also like it lose two out of three to them. By the way, mm. no, noteworthy. I mean, oh no, I'm sorry. They lost. They. Uh, I was looking. I forgot. I switched from the Boulder schedule just now to the Empire State schedule. So yeah. So they. 
Um, Although the run differential in the in that series was only minus three for the Grays, so it wasn't like this I got crazy it. thing. I think they take one from the Boulders. I think they take one against every team they play, and I think they get to twenty. So what I said. Okay, I can see it. Honestly, I can see him winning that Celtic series. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, I think what may happen is, I think I may get to witness something rarer than the no hitter I saw uh, last year at Skylands, which is I may watch. In person, the Grays win twice. That is actually pretty cool. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something if we wound up, because we're doing that September 3rd thing. If we saw this. Right, right, right. I'm in. Then turned around, went up to Rockland, and we're just like, you know, whatever happens here is just not going to be what we just saw. <laughs> the worst case scenario, uh, honestly, is if it goes to like the sudden death. That's like, okay, well, I'm. I kind of want to see this in person because I haven't seen this yet. But like at the same time, it's like kind of want to go up to the game that matters. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. Anyway, yeah, to the point. Yeah, we got uh, to do that too. But do you yeah. think they get there? I'm feeling optimistic. Okay, yeah, that one I felt like it was doable. And then uh, last crystal ball here: someone is in sole position of first in the Atlantic League's North Division at the end of the week. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's doable. I think uh, there's the potential for like two different teams here to really shoot up and take it. So there. Now, um, now to the props. Yeah. So these are both more long-term ones than you know. Oh. Than immediate answers. So it's gonna take a little bit to get an answer on it. Okay. But they're both good, and I debated on holding on to them for like another week or two because this would be probably more fitting for next week or the week after but hey i'm shooting them now first one the american association mvp will have 26 and a half home runs on the season the american association mvp will have 26 and a half current leader um, is max murphy i believe he has 25 oh man um, yes he has murphy has 25 uh, Hill Alexander is 22, as does Jose Sermo. And then Josh Altman at 21, Nick Anderson at 20, uh, Herman at 19, and Jabari Henry at 18. What was the number again? 26 and a half? 26 and a half, yes. Okay. For what it's uh, worth, Brian Torres leads the league in batting average at 365. In second would be Herman at 361. Herman also leads the league and RBIs at 78. However, there is Max Murphy at 77. So. Hmm. Um, I could see them giving to Max Murphy. I'm also trying to do a little like mind reading on like who they're going to go for as the MVP. See, I think they like the injury comeback thing. Back to back years for Murphy at that point. Then they like promoting him on socials. That's kind of another thought I have. Yeah, um, true. True. Go from one back-to-back to to another back-to-back to to go Adam Brett Walker two years in a row to Max Murphy two years in a row. That being said, Max Murphy's team is pretty terrible. (laughs) What? Uh, Winnipeg's not bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, hey, man. When you're right, you're right. Um, I I don't really try to make it sound nice. I just go right for it to my own detriment, but hey. Um, Shoot, man. I'm leaning toward... Yes, simply because I have talked myself into um, 
into them going Max Murphy. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I could see that. Um, here's the thing. Like, Herman also has a case, though. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think he's going to get there. So, like, to the number. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. If he, he ain't going to hit seven. Well, actually, he'd have to hit eight. Yeah, eight homers. He'd have to hit to be over. Mm-hmm. So, see, what's hard is I I think it is going to want to be Max Murphy again. And there's no real runaway here. It's just like, yeah, you like everything. You're like, yeah, yeah, Max. And he leads in the categories people care about. And like at first it can be like, yeah, but Gregory Vasquez is having a good year on the mound. But I was like, if Matt Hall didn't win it with like a sub two ERA, then like Vasquez ain't winning with a two seven. So and like they promote Solomon Bates a lot, but his ERA is way too high. He could possibly be a pitcher of the year guy, even with a three six ERA. But hey, um, regardless. I think I think I'm gonna take the over on it just because they really value home runs. And I think there's enough there where like I see Sermo kind of creeping up on there. I see Altman up on the RBIs too. And I think if they just improve their batting average a little bit, they could be contenders too. And obviously Max Murphy's there as well. So yeah. I I'll go with the over. Yeah. Um Depending on your definition of like qualified hitter, I think it was like Max was like fifth or sixth in OPS last year for qualified hitters. Okay. If that is, I'm trying to like basically see like are they leaning more like OPS or are they more home runs? I, I'm I'm trying to say they're going over as well. Uh, I, I I agree. They they've got the track record for it, so that's what we know with. Oh. All right, and then uh, the last one here, Pioneer League. The longest winning streak this weekend. So next time we record being end of the week will be seven and a half. Now, this, of course, was before Missoula was fighting for their life here. And I doubt Missoula held on to win. So they are wow, at six. Wow, really? Yeah. God, they're so good. Yeah, they pulled it out. Michael Schlattenus and the ball club. My God. Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. So Missoula pulled it out six, five, whatever there. Take a look at the other two scores. I never. Whoo! Oh my lord, dude! Pioneer League on a Pioneer 22-5 and twenty-four Billings Glacier, respectively. Up, oh, walk off in the ninth. It looks like from Missoula. Who got that done? Ah, uh, that would be the uh, the Bonville home run right field. Yeah, solo shot win it. Yep, that'll do. Dang. That is, this seems so hard to beat, man. You have to like really bring it every inning. It seems frustrating as hell. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. Hold on. I got to get a little more information on this thing. That was a pinch hit walk off, by the way. Oh my God. I'm really? It's just like the first pitch. <laughs> first pitch, pinch hitter swinging. Mm-hmm. Oh god, this team is too good. Dude, they're so good. Do we start to have a conversation about ranking them again? I know, they're getting there again, aren't they? See, but every okay, in fairness here. Tommy DeBonville here 
which has one hell of a name, has Great played name. in 53. Yeah. Hey, he's playing 53 games, so he's, you know. Yeah, he's a baller. Like, he's he usually, you know, not coming off the bench. But yeah, even, I mean, I, mean, I think kind of makes it more impressive. Yeah, I mean, like, you look. He, he yeah, but yeah, look at his numbers ahead. here. So, like, yeah, and he's been doing well lately. Yeah, this was an off day for him because he played a lot in a row. Even on the off days, he's got to take care of business. But, yeah, so uh, do we say Missoula gets to that seven and a half mark, wins two more in a row? Because really, that's the only uh, way that's gotten to that. Yeah, let's see. I'm just trying to think through what their schedule looks like um, or if it even matters. Um, here we Probably Boise it. the rest of the way to get to it. I mean, like maybe Glacier, who's on a two-game winning streak, could pull something out, but that's sketchy to get to that. Boise, yeah, for two more. I forgot it was a five-game five-game series. Um, and also, it's a Thursday. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't. I. It's so hard to be like, oh yeah, they're gonna finish a five-game sweep. Like that's just so silly to say. But like, why would they not? Is the other thing. I mean, sure, this was a close one. It's also but a like, demoralizing like, loss of your Boise. The I mean, first like, two weren't. Yeah, I mean that sucks too. You lose thirteen seven nine nothing, and then you have the lead and then get a walk off. And especially like if that. Yeah, and if you look at that box score too, it looked like they gave a run each inning leading up to that. So yeah, it was a late one. lead too. Yep. Yeah, so they blow it like that. Mm. That sticks with you for a little bit. It's hard to shake leads, off man. in twenty four hours. Can't sit on leads. In any league, let alone the Pioneer. Oh, God, especially Because the they put up, what, four? I mean, look, I'm not saying they weren't trying to score more runs. It's hard to score off Missoula, but yeah, you got to keep that same intensity if you can. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, overthink this. Take the over to get the eight. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. All right. We're both in lockstep this week. Normally, it's tough in that. See, what I should have yeah. done is I should have said that Missoula gets to eight wins or something like that, or predicted an MVP and went more clickbaity, and then swung that stolen base one around to be like 73 and a half. Mm. Or 74 yeah, and a half close. might may have been the, the number to go with uh, there. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say it. I think 74 and a half is probably your number. Yeah. Yeah, because then I would have been like... Because uh, you could see it being the over, because all it takes is one four steal night, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well now he just needs like nine in less than fifteen games. So, and that's very doable for that guy. But at the same point in time, if they go, you know what, let's not do crazy stuff, get the record, and then kind of like pull back a little bit for the playoffs, like that is also a very possible thing too. But hey, the, um, yeah, man, I, I it's uh, that's I'm still thinking that through. I, I feel like it's already been on five game sweep, but it's gonna be a five game sweep. Is all I'm putting it out there. I was gonna say, don't overthink this, but yeah. anyway, so, uh, do you want to look at real quick the, the two we did last week? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, actually, you know what, before we do that though. I'm thinking we just bump the game thing to next week because I'm I'm running out of steam here, and frankly, at this point we're, we're I mean like it's short for us I should say. For any other time, this show would have been done, 
it would have already been like, you know, this is a pretty good length. It's nearly an hour and a half. But for us, like, ah, it's only an hour and a half. So, you know, yeah. shorter week. Well, yeah, I got to. I definitely got to call it a night here soon. So, yeah. yeah, I'm in favor of that. So, let's uh, we'll see how we did last week and then maybe we'll call it a day. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. Cool. So, last week, uh, bet number one was that uh, you was plus or minus five and a half teams were under 500 in the American Association at the time of this recording. Okay. Uh, we both said over five and a half teams would be under 500 so more than five so six or more teams would be under 500 and as of this recording six teams are under 500 god so bless right the that. east division i know sioux uh, falls then, made it close though sioux falls at 500 there and lincoln at one game under well this is where it got interesting uh three and a half atlantic league teams with a win streak over three games at some point during the week uh, okay. we both said under that and it was only two, but I don't think in a million years we would have guessed that the two teams to get three game winning streaks last week would be Lexington and Staten Island. You know, I may have just like thrown Staten Island out there as my like, this ain't going to be ripe. No one remembers the shots you miss. <laughs> that I may have said that. I definitely would have said Lexington. If you would have said like Lexington's on a, on a streak, I've been like, oh, how many did they lose in a row? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I don't, I don't think I would have thrown that shot out there. But hey, man, look at us, two now. I'll take it. I know, really. Which I mean, technically, if we really want to go ahead and grind away on that one, High Point also has a uh, a three game winning streak at the moment. Oh, do they? Yeah. Uh, that being said, you're right, they did just get it. Yeah, that it game on. did not go final until after we started recording. Uh-huh. So, still under though. Yeah. So that's how that yeah. is. But any and also technically, in order to get to that three-game winning, wait, oh no, wait, they swept Southern Maryland. So yeah, they, this would be their second three-game winning streak with Staten Island. So how about it? Where to think that one, but yeah, so that's where we stand. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're doing the bookkeeping on this because like I meant to do it and then I just got lazy and didn't. So all right, I figured I might as well keep tracking. Bring something to the table here. Yeah, well, hey. that also you bring a Flow Sports subscription, so that's worth its weight in gold, really. Which did you notice? The I think it's Quitsy's crew on Twitter. There, he's having a fun time yeah. with that. Yeah, he yeah, finally right. got access to it just randomly in the middle of the morning. That's so funny. What the hell, man? Yeah. Best uh, part was you tried to DM Flow Sports. You need to uh, have the paid Twitter subscription to DM them. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God, is Flow Sports sense. wonderful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh, the worst company. Anyway, I'm going to let that go. It's okay. We got to get to bed and we got to call this thing. I know. Honestly, I'm proud of ourselves because, like, we messed with the first one that was like an hour and 40 minute long timer. But this next timer we said that was 90 minutes, we still got four minutes on. So that's enough time to do plugs and get out of here. So plug your stuff so that way we can get out of here. Um, any ball nation on just about anything. So podcast platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, trying a little something different because my schedule is constantly changing on me. So uh, I'm putting up a lot of like score, like, recap things just on my Instagram story. So if you want like just keep up on standings and elimination and magic numbers and uh the yeah, 
you know, top performances of the night type things, check out my Instagram. And then that's hopefully going to free me up to do some of this a little more like just chatting about baseball and indie ball and maybe doing some more interesting stories, not just recapping games on the YouTube channel, because uh, that's not as fun. That's not what we're really the vibe. And also, uh, it's hard to do that when you need to like research every box score and uh, you're supposed to work a full-time job. So <laughs> that's the plan right now until I change it next week. Um, beyond that, uh, you know, just uh, if anybody wants to play left field for Kyle Schwarber, you know, open suggestions. And uh, that's what I got. Uh, well, I mean, maybe Airbud's available for that left field position. Um, but yeah. then again, Airbud probably has more class and to live and work in Philadelphia. So that's probably not going to be a starting point there. Nah, um, he's a union dog. He'll fit in. <laughs> he's a union dog. He knows. He knows what's up. Are the he animal actors even unionized? Yeah, I'm sure. And also, I mean, he was in with the, um, in, in when, in his soccer career, he was with the, he, she, Pup was in with the, uh, U.S. women's national team at one point and helped them win a penalty shootout against, I think it was Sweden. So I Could think, have used um, them this year. He really, you know, is in on the, the wage disparity thing. So, um, yeah, well, could have used a lot, maybe, you know, Gonna have like a new coach though, or something. Yeah, no, that guy did a bang up job. I mean, like, I feel like the second he they lost, he was like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna have to go ahead and resign now." He's like, "Well, thank God, and not in one of those countries that'll kill you." <laughs> he thinks. Uh, Take our women's soccer super seriously here. I mean, if we're being serious, if we're being honest with ourselves here. We probably care more about the women's team than the men's team because the women's team has expectations. The men's team is like, you made the elimination stage. Proud of you. Yeah. I just don't. I can't care about soccer. Can't do it. I tried. I tried. Yeah, I tried to. It's just like... It's the thing is, too, like, I don't care about USA soccer. Yeah, I can get into like some of the fun stories of like weird European stuff, but like, man, yeah. the goal is a quarter mile wide. Yeah. You can call it like it's a beautiful game or whatever, but ain't none of you can hit a quarter, quarter mile wide goal, and uh, I don't respect it. So that's a tough scene. Uh, I do like walking. But it takes you know, to be so fit. Shut up. It's, Run cross country. It's getting dark. It's late. It's oh. getting real moody over here. <laughs> oh my god! When, when we eventually get these indie ball after dark live streams up and running, it's gonna get bad quick. We're gonna ban it from YouTube immediately what's gonna be bad is when we eventually need to find a gimmick and we're like 24 hour stream of just indie ball we'll find random stuff here we'll go back through old games and then we'll watch like australian league games yeah and there's bound to be actually the australian going that's the thing though they'll have the game of the week over on AA baseball tv too yeah we'll be all right we'll be great We'll be doing that at like four in the morning. Just like, yeah, two guys on the East Coast are gonna call an Aussie League game because that's what we need. Get our, get to watch the uh, Todd Van Steensel retirement tour. Which, by the way, we forgot to mention Santiago Chirino retired too. That's kind of a thing. Um, I yeah. see like eight seconds of my thing. So, Indie Ball Report everywhere except for the platform formerly known as Twitter. That's Indie Ball Pod. Until next time, don't forget to play ball.